and J Dubs. There's something else I ask you. I ask for you to pray for this great nation. The hideouts. We did not authorize assassination squads. We did not authorize the resurrection of COINTELPRO. We did not authorize the repeal of the Bill of Rights. We did not authorize the revocation of the Constitution. We did not authorize national identity cards. We did not authorize the eye of Big Brother to peer from cameras throughout our cities. We did not authorize an eye for an eye. We did not authorize this administration to wage war anytime, anywhere, anyhow it pleases. We did not authorize war without end. We did not authorize. 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 The hideouts. LFA and J Dubs. 106.7 WJFB. Did you canceled yet? Gotta be some sort of a surprise or a mistake or something. We're back. Your, your, your weeknight brothers are back. What's up? It's the hideout. I am El Jefe. That is J Dubs. Oh wait, the memo's coming. Sorry. It's all a test. Since 1914. <laughs> Rick Ballou. Hey, I heard. Get, get that off. I heard Rick Ballou actually was. Um, somebody called and like uh, complained to Ballou. Yeah, someone uh, called and said... Uh, By the way, Rick Ballou, for those of you uh, who have already forgotten about him, was the guy who hosted Sporting News Radio at this time, before the hideout took over yesterday. Well, he uh, still hosts a little bit of a show here on uh, WJFK. He does the, the hour after us before. How about this? Would it be too terrible of us to put out there some sort of a prize? Now, this is kind of hack DJ-ish. Uh, what, you want people to hassle him? I kind of do. Why? I don't know. You know, Rick, he has a wife and kids. You don't think that'd be kind of funny? Because he was already talking. What did he say? You're the one that heard Exile listen to Blue on the way home. I'm listening to my Maynard mixtape. Uh, Blue just said, uh, someone called up and was kind of upset that we uh, covered up the first two hours of Blue on WJFK. Mm-hmm. And he's, he just told the, the guy to uh, write to WJFK and tell him to get their act together. Bang your monkey. For those of you that are Jim Rohn fans. Okay. <laughs> I I haven't listened to Rome in so long. I'm still a fan. Still a fan of Rome. In fact, I listened to it today. Uh, I'd have to say, actually, I'm a bigger Baloo fan lately than Rome because I don't listen to Rome, and he's on FM. All right, go sit in the other room and listen to Sporting News Radio. I like the a guy with the name of a cartoon bear. What can I say? Welcome into the hideout. I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. Tommy Bateman will be taking your phone calls again the way it works. 866-277-4969. When you call the hideout, you will be asked, what name do you want to go by? Because here in the hideout, there are no real names. There are no faces. It is just the two of us, along with you, getting together and chatting it up on a whole bunch of different stuff. And if you ever come in the studio, there's literally no faces because Hefe has the lights so dark in here. Yeah, it feels good tonight. I'm feeling a lot better tonight than I did last night. Uh, the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger is JFK Hideout. That is JFK Hideout. You can also email us. Thank you to everybody that's been emailing us the congratulatory uh, emails. JFK Hideout at AOL.com. Uh, Oddball will be here a little bit later on. We'll bring in Johnny Punani, uh, another Hideout cast member of the old Saturday Night Show who disappears occasionally. 
whenever DC United is around. Also tonight, too, we're probably going to do this again. Uh, some free Slurpees for a year, in fact, from 7-Eleven. Uh, the newest Slurpee flavor is Sierra Mist. It's a lemon-lime flavor, extreme green color, poured into one of the 340-ounce collectible Shrek 2 cups only at 7-Eleven. In addition to that, Dubs, from what I understand, at the end of the week, we will have OzFest tickets. Oh, really? And WWE prize packs so that we can play a little game called My Mama Did It. That is in honor of Mother's Day coming up. Are we going to win any of those tickets? Uh, uh, if we want. In fact, uh, Travis, who works here, uh, who dumps Don and Mike, was he, he won already, too? He, he was running around with his pit passes that he won for OzFest. Ah. Exactly. So Pit passes. That, I guess it's. I guess they do some at Nissan Pavilion where they clear it out in the middle. Oh, really? So it's like the mosh pit down there, which I you know I'm not particularly interested in mosh pits anymore. I like to sit back and watch the show. But we will have those coming up for you at the end of the week as well. Joining us tomorrow, Women Against Bush. Karen from WomenAgainstBush.org will be on. Go check out that website. Speaking of the website, RadioHideout.com dubs is so close. In fact, it would be up today. And it may even be up tomorrow. I just need you to look at the initial so that you can give it your okay. And as long as you're okay with it, Bateman's okay with it, I'm happy with it. There's still some stuff we want to add to it, but I think it is now presentable. All right. So uh, all I have to do is sign off on it. Radiohideout.com. Um, speaking of Baloo, speaking of radio personalities, again, a thank you. It's so weird. It seems like we're in a honeymoon period right now. Yeah. Everybody loves us. Everybody's patting us on the back. Everybody, you know, is like, hey, you guys are great. Congratulations. There's memos going around. It's a happy atmosphere right now. You want me to read the memo? Please. All right, let's read this memo. Hold on a sec. I'm sure it's all about you. Um, actually, that got brought up today. <laughs> it got brought up just a little bit that the majority of this memo was about me. Let's see here. Um, this is from Cameron regarding Alejandro Jefe Jimenez. I wanted to let everyone know that Alejandro has been hired as a full-time WJFK employee. He has been with us part-time for over a year and a half and worked pretty much every show here. And that is true. From Howard to O'Reilly to Ron and Fez to now Don and Mike, even the wedding show and Tech Talk. Um, currently, he's helping out with Don and Mike as they search for a new producer. He does great production, fills in for John Norman when needed, has even hosted Tech Talk. And the wedding show when needed. It fails to mention that I'm banned Kid from the wedding show. Yeah. <laughs> it fails to mention that I got kicked off of the wedding show. Um, Who can't get along with Sharon Lewis? That's what I'm wondering. I'm a, what, what kind of prick are you? I'm keeping my lips sealed, okay? I know so much that's going around this building. Yeah. Also, starting tonight, we are moving. This is actually dated yesterday. We're moving the hideout from Saturday nights to weeknights from 11 to 1. The show has grown so much since we tried it out and put it on Saturday Night Overnights, and it is poised to be an integral part of the best lineup in all of radio. I hope this provides new sales and sponsorship and remote opportunities for the station. All right, take a step back there, Cameron. Don't, don't, don't go too far. <laughs> Claiming the best lineup in all radio. Come on. There's a big and, hole from noon to, noon to two, but... Well, those numbers are good. Great in the demo. Number two in the demo. You can't, you can't, numbers don't lie. You can't deny it. Congrats to Alejandro and J-Dubs on this great achievement. Alex is a valuable asset and will continue to do great things for WJFK. Please join me, please join me in congratulating him 
on his promotion. I can just see Cameron smirking the whole time when he's writing this. You know what's kind of creepy? This is like really almost overly gushing. Yeah. You know, now I can kind of see a little bit where people look at the relationship that Cam and I have and they're grossed out by it. Yeah. I've gotten a few people asking me, seriously, if there's anything homosexually going on at D2. Seriously. I'm not commenting on that right now. Um, well, I, whatever you do, keep on doing it. It's worked out so far. Again, if I had my choice in management, it would be uh, Alan. Uh, Alan would be the top dog as far as that's concerned. He would be the top, too. With you. I, oh, I know you'd be Look, fighting the pillow. How does it happen? Every time... I want to get something going in the first segment, and somehow it leads back to punching the clown like yesterday. I was so disappointed in the first segment yesterday because we were four minutes in, and it already got down to our self-pleasure hat. Actually, Fez asked me about that. He said, he's like, yeah, I was really excited to listen to you guys on the way home yesterday, and right when I tune on, I hear you go, yeah, I did it seven times in one day before. <laughs> How about that? I know. So we apologize for that. And we'll try to come out of the gate, you know, shooting gate. Yeah. Something just a little bit different um, from now on. Again, 866-277-4969. As, uh, there's so much to get to. But I was on the Don and Mike show today. Uh, those guys are really cool, uh, obviously. I mean, n not a lot needed to be said there. I didn't get to hear it. I was working on the show. And good for you, because we got a great show coming up for you. But I uh, was going back to this honeymoon stage, though, where everybody is just so nice to us. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, Ron and Fez have always been great. And Don and Mike actually have been really good to us as well. O'Reilly, no congrats from him. Stern, I figure it's coming. He's probably thinking about the Vegas show. Yeah. In fact, tomorrow, during the fastest hour, you and I are going to come in and draw the winner for the, uh, the trip to Vegas. And that's cool. In fact, well, I can't talk about it. And there's another thing that I know. I'll tell you off air about that Vegas thing. Oh, I know something too. Do you, about two people? Do you, okay, yeah. you do know that. Yeah, it's uh, you got any quite disturbing that we we're being uh, pushed around because of it. But that's fine. Oh well, really? All right, all right. Well, maybe you know a little bit more than I do. Uh, before we get into uh, what I wanted to uh, hit up, Fairfax hey Mike, welcome into the hideout. Hey! <laughs> hey. What? Fairfax Mike, what, what's <laughs> up, brother? Don't go there. What are you doing? Hey, man. Uh, are, are, his phone, are the phones on, Dubs? Yeah, they're, fine. they're on. Yeah, go ahead. Hello? Yeah, Hello? Go what's up? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear Hello. you. Good job, Dubs. <laughs> hey, I got to tell you, there were some very suspicious undertones in that letter, that memo floating around from Cameron. I mean, you might want to watch the back for a little sex and harassment there, Alejandro. Uh, you know what, um, Alejandro Jefe Jimenez? As I look at it, I mean, it is like overly gushing in the, or it's, I, I honestly think there is something kind of weird, because you know what's been odd, too? Cameron's been real touchy-feely lately. I know, Has I mean, he? does, he, does he, he know you like that, to, use, to call you Alejandro? I mean, can I call you Alejandro? No, it's Hefe on the air, by the way. Right on, Hefe. <laughs> the funny thing is, he's maybe very touchy with you, but he's been very standoffish with me. He's like, you're super talented. <laughs> You're a great guy. You gotta rub him back, man. Guys like that want to be rubbed back. And you know, and I guess I'm at the point now where the show's on the air. I'm full time. I just got a mental picture of you two sitting in in his office with your shirts off. Just talking about, yeah, you're a great talent, man. Exactly. One back scratch of the other. You know how it works, Hefe. How good does he look? Uh-oh. Uh, hideout Hotline, you're on the air. Define touchy-feely. <laughs> hey, Cam, what's going on? What are you doing up? <laughs> Go to bed. 
I mean, seriously, you out of your mind? Um, I've noticed the oca the occasional shoulder brush here. <laughs> Gotta be kidding! And the grabbing of the shoulder blade. Oh, I could just God. ask me to the phone. You know how some you know how sometimes it is whenever you, like you kind of you're walking by and you gently caress with your fingertips someone's back. I've noticed that as well. Wow. I'm Cameron uh, Gray. I enjoy back rubs, back scrubs, and bear hugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cam. Thanks. Goodbye. Define touchy feely. Do you want me to say you grabbed? Sack oh. toucher. <laughs> I I Fairfax my hey Take uh, it easy, guys. hey get your email to Bateman by the way hold, I'm gonna put you on hold so I can get your I don't email. even have one of those boxes man are you serious yeah it's a fad uh, oh, yeah <laughs> goddamn it out goddamn internet fad all right brother wait it out I'll hit you up on the phone then thanks man please. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. so anyway there's that. Thank you to Don and Mike for having uh, having me on the air, and of course, um, thank you, of course, to Rod and Fez for everything those boys have done as well. And Don and Mike, anytime you want me in, just ask for me. It was so funny because Mike was already goofing on you. Yeah. Everybody thinks you're a tard. Well, everybody thinks that there's something about you that's just off. Well, you know what I do? I make everybody think they're smarter than me, so they like me, because everybody likes someone that's dumber than them. No, it's true. And then when you actually do something that's halfway decent, people can't believe it. People are actually amazed. I set the bar low for myself. I think it's a smart thing to do. Yeah, and that maybe that's part of the reason because, like, like Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy talks like he's like he's Mister This, like he knows everything. But then when he does something and he fails, it's so you know it's so obvious that he's a failure. With you, you talk like a tard, and then all of a sudden you come through with something. You trick the smart guy into bashing in his window, and everything's okay. Tommy passed me a note. Even he's been on DNA, uh, down in Mike. So that's true. You're the only one left out. In fact, yeah. I'm gonna work something out with my uh, my buddy Geronimo to see if maybe we can keep you exiled from the show. I don't think you're gonna have to talk to him about that. I'm not too interested in sharing any national airtime with you. That's not something that interests me a whole hell of a lot. Steve, welcome into the hideout. Hello. Yeah. What's up? Uh, just inside the station, I've been listening like for a long, long time. Like back from the I guess G Man of mid days. Now they got O'Reilly and uh. Hey, did you ever uh, hear, did you ever hear Cameron on G Gordon Letty? Yes, I did. What happened? How was that? I heard that one time they sent Cameron into the bathroom so that Liddy could teach him how to shave. Exactly. No, Cameron was fine, and I, and I liked the G Man. What happened with was that a, a ratings thing or just a contract thing or whatever? Dude, I got no idea. Yeah, Jesus. we've probably been here for yeah, a I, year. We don't. I barely even remember what happened last week. Gotcha, gotcha. But that's even not my question. My question is, I guess, all of you guys, it seems like everyone else, from Ron says to you guys, um, like kind of acknowledge, you know, I, I mean, I guess Stern is the 800-pound gorilla in the industry, but why does Donald and Mike seem to have such a hang-up about him? All right. Now the radio files are coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What What am I supposed to speak? Even though my new best buds are Don and Mike, what am, am I supposed to speak for them? I can't speak for them on that. I don't know what the thing's going on there. You're you are so easy to win over. Your new best buds. Yeah. What about Ron and Fez? Those are my. Are you kidding? We go way back. You, more than a year now. Those are those are like brothers. Ron and Fez are like brothers to me. I don't think they'd agree with that, but Don okay. and Don and Mike, they're the they're the they're the new best friends. But Ron and Fez forever. I'd cut myself for them. I'd cut it off for them. Okay. Uh, you know you know they're gonna call you in for a stunt. God damn, they are, aren't they? You know what? I I'll do it. I'll cut myself. I didn't say where. I didn't say when. But I'll do it to prove how to prove how much 
I am grateful to Ron and Fez. I'll cut myself. And I'll cut you, too. I'm willing to slash Oh, yeah. You. Look at you. You're all ghettoed out. I am. I'm, you, it'll be like a little Mexican knife fight. I'll be jumping back. You know, I guess the knife thing isn't the best thing to do when you're looking at the stereotypes for Latinos. Yeah. Sanco de Mayo. You don't, don't start celebrating early and cutting a white man. How about this? That's what we do tomorrow on Ron and Fez. I cut myself. <laughs> Celebrate Cinco de Mayo. And I, I, tomorrow, I'll save the rant for tomorrow. But you know what's going to disgust me? We're having a Cinco de Mayo party here at JFK. Yeah. I can't wait. And so what do they do? They go to their two only Latino clients. Or having Chipotle and Coronas. And it's like, it's offensive to me. Why? It's offensive to me that we're going to, that we get Chipotle burritos and Corona. Both of them fine products, but why can't we have that every day? And you guys aren't even celebrating the liberation of Mexico. No, we're celebrating a chance to drink and eat for free. You're celebrating Chipotle and Corona, not Mexico's freedom. And I hope that... I don't really care about Mexico's freedom. And I wonder, too, if, like, Cubans and Puerto Ricans get pissed off on Cinco de Mayo because they don't have their day. The one thing that we have over them. You think you actually have a day? I don't think that Cinco de Mayo is a really big thing around here. Well, maybe it is around here, but from where I come from, it could be just a... It might as well just be May 5th. I will give it to the station, though, for at least trying to put together these morale things where we're having parties. I, I put that on JAG. Yeah. Jag's been doing a lot of that kind of stuff. I completely agree. And in fact, we're going to send out the uh, the JFK entourage uh, uh, during the show on Friday and Saturday nights as well. A lot of interaction. Oh, really? They've at night? At night. Wow. Well, we'll do Thursday and Friday nights because that's when people are out. But especially on Friday nights, we're going to get the entourage out there to meet the people, to go where the people are so that we uh, so that we can give away prizes. Um Flip, you're in the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Hey. What's up, bro? Um, I was wondering, uh, do you guys still have your Saturday night spot now? All right, what's the fake voice? What? What's that? Is this Tommy? fake voice. <laughs> it does sound like Tommy. Yes, Tommy, we will be on um, Saturday nights. It's going to be what we call a mixed tape. So it's going to be some of the better stuff from the week show and some of the better stuff from the old Saturday night show. And we're going to do that for a little while. And then we'll go from there. DubsMafiaLife.com is the name of the website. Uh, you can go to it now. In fact, they have a banner for RonFez.net up yeah, on that. that. And uh, we're going to be chatting with Chris from MafiaLife.com. Uh, In fact, you've probably heard the commercials. Rob voices the commercial uh, during the week. Telling you to get all mobbed up. Exactly. And I'm so fascinated. Like, of course, I told you I don't watch The Sopranos. But the idea of being an outlaw is something that is very appealing to me. The idea of, like, I want to be a gangster. I mean, you can even kind of look at the way I'm dressed today. You know, I dress and look yeah. like I should be a gangster, but every, I'm... Every gangster wears the Rock Station t-shirt. I got the hat backwards. So do I. I'm, I'm as white as I come. I'm, wear, I'm wearing a hoodie and, uh, and a backwards hat. But I've always wondered about this, this life and what the fascination is, too. Is it just the outlaw thing? Maybe we'll get into it with Chris from MafiaLife.com. Go check that out. Again, Radio Hideout is going to be up very, very soon. How are you feeling this evening, Dubs? I'm I'm feeling like you were yesterday. Yeah. I'm a little off. Are you? Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm catching up with you. Okay. Keep down on those drinks, bro. Keep down on those drinks, and everything will be okay. Brian, welcome to the Hideout. Hey, dudes. Just wanted to say, uh, glad to see y'all on the air tonight. 
Uh, I hope you stay on. I will support your sponsors simply because I got sick of the sports crap. <laughs> and uh, Ron and Fez, you know, they're great. Don and Mike, of course, I'm a 10-year listener. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much, Brian. We're glad we right, hold you in the overnight. And also, too, the other thing, too, is that you fall asleep with a hideout, you wake up with Howard. That's going to be the kind of new mantra around here. Dub, let's take our break and let's come back um, with Chris from MafiaLife.com. Also, uh, a couple of things. I've been having these fantasies lately. Yeah. Now that I've accomplished this dream of having a radio show in a top ten market, be it only two hours a night, but it's still a dream that I think you and I both shared since we were in the age of, you know, 15, 16. Now that I've accomplished this dream, I have another dream. A dream that I think is maybe... I know what the dream is. To make money doing it. That is the dream. <laughs> and it, oddly enough, does involve money. More of the hideout coming up next, going strong until 11 o'clock. It's El Jefe. It's J-Dubs. It's 106.7 WJFK. Oh, yeah, let me play this. Even though it says Saturday night, let me play this because I never got the chance to play it on the old Saturday night show. The hideout. Can we get a moment of silence for this small chronic break? El Jefe. I have a very professional, broadcast-quality radio no, no, voice. No, 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 you have a top 40 gay voice. That's what you have. J-Dubs. My voice <laughs> caters the retards. LFA and J-Dubs. Live until 11 on 106.7 WJFA. And welcome back into the hideout. I am El Jefe, that is J-Dubs. 866-277-4969-106.7 WJFK JFK Hideout at AOL.com uh, That is not only the email but also the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger and Tommy for some reason Chris is I can't get to him he's not on hold so go back there and double check and make sure that he is on hold in the meantime we'll take a call from Flip Flip welcome in Hey What's up? Uh, you said I sound like Tommy before all right. This is not a fake voice. I happen to sound this way because I'm half German and half Irish. And now, does that make you all nasally? No, but it means representing my people means getting angry. Oh, I understand. Now, what's but going on? I, don't. I sound slightly nasally because I have a phlegm problem, but oh. that's beside the point. Anyway, uh, you were ta complaining that we don't have any uh, Cinco de Mayo parties around here. We happen to have one at a little uh, nightclub we go I go to in Fairfax. Which is? Well... It's called the Arrow. How old are you? What? How old are you? I don't know. I seriously, how old are you? Like, eighteen. Lies. <laughs> I don't check very often. <laughs> no, nah, well, I, I can't even go where I want to go with this cat. Are you in high school still? No, I'm homeschooled. Are you Are you uh, going through changes right now? What do you mean? I wonder if that's where the nasally thing comes from. No, I've been that way are all you, my life. Are you confused? I'm going Emotional? to college this year, though. Oh. What? Going what? to college this year. All right, Flip. What? Good for you, bro. Congratulations. No, so there's a Cinco de Mayo party you want to invite me to. Yeah. Not interested. Thank you, though. Um, let's bring in our guest into the hideout. Very excited about this guy because, from what I understand, he's excited about the hideout. I know he goes way back with our buddies Ron and Fez, and they said they missed the Nemo cakes. Is that right, Doug? Yeah. Was that the message we were supposed to pass along? Chris from MafiaLife.com. Welcome to the hideout, man. Hey, what's up, guys? Not too much. How you doing? I'm hiding out. <laughs> Outstanding. You fit right in then. Don't tell nobody. 
Hey, so what is this? I, I, I actually, I know that you had a previous website that somebody here at the station was completely wrapped up in. Uh, John Norman was into this other site, and I guess this has kind of invol- uh, evolved into uh, MafiaLife.com. What is this? MafiaLife.com. Basically, it's an online mafia simulation where the players get to create their own screen names, start as a soldier, work their way up to Don, through the ranks, lieutenant, capo, do a whole bunch of petty crimes, robbing banks, daily activities. Now, when you were designing this site, did you uh, you just take like a lot of the movie things about uh, the mafia, or did you actually study real mafia things? Well, let's just say uh, the mafia surrounds me. All right. And I like I like video games, so I mix the two. That's like, that's like us creating a video game about radio. Yeah. Although that some is, about this MafiaLife.com seems like it'd be a lot more fun. Yeah. And interesting. It's it, it's loads of fun. It's loads of fun. These kids, these guys, they go crazy and gals, of course, on the message boards, fighting each other. They get their own families. They get to interact with each other through meet, uh, mailboxes. They get to uh, do jobs together, actually, where you need a certain amount of people. You know, let's say you need, you need a capo and three soldiers to you, do a specific job. They need to be online during I, this time. You got to forgive me a little bit because I'm a little I'm a little ignorant when it comes when it comes to the life or living living the mafia life. What exactly? Like, what is the hierarchy? You got to be a soldier first. Are those the people that do the grunt work? Is the don the the, the top guy? How does it work? Yes, the don is the don runs the family. Underneath the Don, you would say he has his right-hand man, uh, the consigliere. Okay. And then you have an underboss who's basically uh, maintaining uh, his two capos or multiple capos. And captains. what are what are cap- oh, capos? What are the, what do they do? Captains will probably collect money from their lieutenants who are running specific crews for specific reasons. So a lieutenant would run about a crew of let's say five or six soldiers. And a capo would probably have two or three lieutenants underneath him. Wow, this is such an, like an amazing. It's it, a company. Yeah, it's like a really involved. Yeah, the the the, the, the game is, is very very detailed. It's very interactive. It's it's very involved and, and basically makes you feel like you're you're in the mob. That's you could do everything that a real mobster can do, where only uh, you won't get locked up for it because you're only clicking buttons. I like it. Again, MafiaLife.com. We're talking to Chris, who is the creator and the inventor of the site. So what are some of the things, I guess? Like, what are the tasks, if you will? I mean, do you got to get, like, do you start out doing, like, street hustling? How does it end up working? What, what's, yeah. what's the ultimate goal? Well, the ultimate goal, I mean, you, you can take it different ways. Each individual player will have different characteristics, strength, intimidation, respect, uh, and, you know, let's say, and luck. You know, to rob a bank, you would need high luck. So you can direct your character in any way. You can perform petty crimes. You have activities to manipulate these characteristics in different ways. Like I said, you can rob banks. You have gambling. You have horse racing. Uh, you have a, a fluctuating market where you can buy and sell goods. I won't name the goods in there. I don't know if I could say them on the radio, but horse, you, you know, coke, that kind of stuff. That that kind of stuff, man. Horse, coke. You get to hire some staff, pay their salary. You have hitmen on salary, snitches, prostitutes, drivers to 
get your places, security guards to protect your businesses, you own businesses, you run the businesses, you bomb other businesses, you can uh, rob other businesses, uh, the bodyguards to protect you. I mean, you're shooting your enemies, you're beating up your enemies. I like now, this. <laughs> now, can you uh, can you throw a hit out on another player on the yes. site? You got you have multiple ways to uh, to kill another player. Each player starts out with a hundred life. You could shoot him to death. You can beat him to death, although the odds are, are, are less likely. Uh, or you can hire a hitman to uh, you know to kill the guy, and basically they won't know who did it. Now, of course, there's always been this whole thing about the mob. Everybody's, for the most part, people are fascinated with it. That's why, you know, greatest movie of all time, The Godfather. Of yeah. course, Sopranos, probably the biggest show on television right now. How how have you specifically seen people take over, and how does it relate to, like, television shows? Or is this more of, like, the real-life deal? I mean, you're not getting into the whole soap opera thing like The Sopranos, are you? No, no, there's no storyline because what happens is these people, they join up, they create families, and, and eat, and they, they go off on each other. One guy will start a war with another family. One, you know, maybe you want to extort another family. Maybe your goal is to take over the whole map because we have a grid map and businesses and territories and stuff. So, you know, and then they get into all these dialogues onto the message boards. You know, it's, uh, it's really interesting. I mean, there are some aspects. I mean, as a matter of fact, there's a lot of aspects in the Sopranos that are similar to what's going on in the game and vice versa because it's a, a mafia theme. But uh, it, it really makes you feel like you're in the mafia, man. I mean, you can go to you go to jail, you get locked up, you're, you're stuck in jail until someone bribes you out. That's so I, now. What about this though? Now, are you stuck with it? How long does the game go on? Well, basically, what you're doing is you you get a certain amount of uh, activities you can do, and then it's on a timer. So you, you you start off with let's say 100 activities. Once you're done, you can only do them every hour. But if you went to bed, you know, and you couldn't play for an hour, say you went to work or something for eight hours, you come back, you get those eight those eight activities again. They accumulate. Everything you can do is accumulated, which allows for like a level playing field, so nobody's just because they're sitting on longer than someone else, nobody's better than someone else. That's beautiful because a lot of times you got a lot of these internet nerds, you got a lot of people, you know, they don't do a lot except sit in front of the computer. So for average guys like me and Dubs who want to get in this, those those people aren't going to have an unfair advantage over us on MafiaLife.com. Not at all, man. You log in, do all your activities, do all your beating, shooting, uh, bomb a business or two, you know, maybe send an email, you know, get some direction going, and you can go right back to bed. And, uh, you know, hopefully you want to hire your bodyguards to make sure that, you know, you don't wake up the mor next morning dead. And the, the, the beautiful part of this is that you can live the life without any of the troubles. Do people, That's correct. Do people, do people, because you do run a site like this, MafiaLife.com, do, you know, like feds and stuff? happen to get things confused with real and internet life and do you do you find yourself like under constant scrutiny <laughs> actually there was somebody in uh i met who told me that they were going to write a letter to an italian newspaper you know or italian american organization saying that, uh, that i defamed the italian american race so you know whatever whatever they were saying and nothing ever came about it there was a you know a few a few kids they 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 say, like, oh, are you really in the mafia? And then, you know, I tell you one thing, though. 
my, I have a customer service line. It's my cell phone. And, and, you know, when I was running the beta test because I wanted to make sure to get all the glitches out before I went live. Yeah. And if the FBI was tapped into my phone at that time for those seven months that I, <laughs> that I was running the beta test, I mean, <laughs> they would have heard about all this underground running and the capo and I got to get to yeah. the Don. And hey, yeah. you, you want to take a phone call? Let's take a phone call. 866 277 4969. Kurt, you're on with Chris from MafiaLife.com. What's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing, man? What's up? Uh, I was actually calling because there's another site that I know about called PimpWars.com. It's kind of similar, kind of like the same feel, but pretty cool. Is it uh it, now? What about is that more? Because that doesn't sound like it's really mafia related, but it's it, kind it's of not. It's not mafia related. I mean, you start off as a pimp, and you pretty much got a couple of thugs. Okay. And, and yeah. the way this works is like you feed your thugs beer, give them guns, keep them happy. You go out, kill other pimps, take their hoes. You build up a whole empire. This sounds. That, that's another text based. I heard that game. Yeah. And uh, I, to be honest with you, I, I'm not into knocking. Other role-playing games, mm -hmm. but there's, to me, there's not enough activity you can, you know, on that site. There's not enough, uh, uh, not know, enough directions there's, you can go. Yeah, there's no winning the prizes, and there's no, uh, there's, like I said, you, in, in my game, if you wanted to, maybe you could spend an hour on there, and there's still so many other things to do, man. So you can win, you can win prizes, though? That's cool. Yeah, you win prizes. The, 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 the game runs three months. One game is three months long. Oh, and wow. you have what's called a placement system. Each rank has a placement system. So you will always know that you're number third on the boss out of, you know, 20 on the bosses. And then the soldier, you know, second rank soldier out of, out of 400 soldiers or whatever. And at the end of the game, whoever's the first rank in each, um, you know, the first place in, in each, each category, rank, yeah, is gonna, is, is gonna get a prize. Co-course? What yeah. are they getting? Nice. That's the reason to join up right there. We got some people saying hi to you on the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger. Somebody's already signed up. Mafia Life Eric says hello. And yeah, uh, Mafia Life Eric is uh, is my partner. Oh, okay, cool, awesome. Uh, when you when you were saying I was the owner, I, 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 want, I didn't want to cut you off, but I, I'd like to just you know let everyone know that Mafia Life Eric is a uh, uh, a great help, and if they ever need anything, to go on Instant Messenger. And, and, get, and get Mafia Life Eric or Mafia Life Chris. We're, we're constantly online to help. Also, there's always that customer service aspect. Now, somebody's asking me this. Now, Dubs, I, I loved role-playing games. I mean, I grew up playing Dragon Warrior, yeah. Final yeah. Fantasy. I mean, these are the old, you know, original old Nintendo, Nintendo things. Now yeah. that everybody's into the computer and the web thing, this MafiaLife.com I'm into. Somebody asked, though, you know, if it, if you're really like this into it and you got all this going on, have you thought about expanding out to a PlayStation or a PlayStation Two? Yeah, I wouldn't mind. But that kind of takes the uh, the person-to-person -person interaction would, out. All right, I see what you're I saying. Would, I mean, yeah, you know what it is. It's just that you, you, so at all times, you know, and we're talking about the beta test before I did any advertising. At all times, there was a hundred people online playing. I mean, if there was somebody who comes to me. To, to be able to keep my idea and maintain the you know the interactive role playing aspect of it, I, you know, I, I wouldn't I would consider it maybe, but you know, Mafia Life. This is my baby. MafiaLife.com, blood, sweat, and nothing less. Is it going to cost anything to pay or to play? Uh, yes, it is. It's going to cost you fourteen ninety nine for one game. 
Yeah, but that's three months of, uh, three... of pure fun. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's chump change. It's, you know, pack of cigarettes or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, and with one deal, it's like if you buy three games, you get one game free. And let me tell you this, too, for those of you out there. To me, there is no better investment than video games. Oh, no. When you think about it, like, I got this PS2, I got this EA Sports 2004 MVP, spent 50 bucks on it. I think about it for every hour of enjoyment. Every hour has probably cost me less than a penny as much as I play it. And that, that was for a $50 game. Here you got something that's $14.99 from MafiaLife.com. You're going to get more than your money's worth out of it. All right, so when does everything officially start with you guys? Because I notice if you go to the site right now, um, it's cool. you got a banner for RonFez.net up at the top, and um, there's like a little countdown. So where's, when does everything begin? There's a countdown. It begins May 6th. The whole layout of the site is going to be different from what you're seeing there. What you're seeing there is the, the, the end of the beta test with that page up, and then as soon as it goes live, it's going to be an incredible professional coming right at your Mafia Life page with a excellent uh, theme inside there as well. Well, you know what? I I want to say this, Chris. Thank you for supporting the hideout. Obviously, supporting Ron and Fez. Uh, we're gonna I love you guys, man. We're gonna have our, I'm so happy for you. We're gonna have our website up, RadioHideout.com. We may even debut it tomorrow. We'll definitely link you. And I tell you, hey, I already listen, I, I already got a link. I already got a link up there for Mafia Life. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me! I'm not even kidding you. You got you to gotta send me the banner, man. I was just going to tell you that. All it's right. Gotta, it's got to happen, you know? Beautiful. Hey, Chris, we'll check in with you. I want to check in with you a little bit later on. This is something I'd like to do. Oh, yeah. I want to start in on the ground floor. I want to be a soldier. I want to start as a soldier and see how I can work my way. You, got, you guys join up, and if you want, you know, I can give a couple of your li listeners uh, some free accounts as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. I want you guys to play, man. You know definitely. We'll get into that. Oh, yeah, we're we'll, in. We'll, we'll, uh, this is the beginning of a beautiful relationship here. <laughs> we're, we're, we're now officially together, MafiaLife.com. We won't cross hey. you. Exactly. <laughs> Watch your back. All right, Chris. We'll holla at you, brother. Thanks for coming yeah. in the hideout. You guys rock, man. Thank you. Rock, you rock, Thank you. you. That's so cool, man. Yeah, it sounds like a fun time. Cause I, there's nothing I like more than video games. No, not at all. And then the fact that you can do, because you're right. With PlayStation games, you're playing against the disc. Yeah. But I against mean, something even, like this, you're playing against people worldwide. And they, the PlayStation has the link up so you can go online. But I haven't been able to even think about connecting to that. The Internet's where you go for that kind of thing. The Internet's where you go to play against different people. Well, you know, interact. I'm really going to get into this because the beauty of this is that I sit in front of a computer other than we're on the air. Oh, yeah. For eight I mean, hours you still do. The, yeah, for eight hours out of the day. I'm sitting upstairs dumping uh, Ron and Fez. I'll be uh, I'll be working on my soldierism. I can imagine you doing that during the show too. I can see you just going, "Hey, I gotta do a mission." And those things are addicting. Too, oh man, I'm glad that they have the little the you know they're it's held up and you can't completely you know spend all your time and involved because then that'll allow me to step back a little bit. Did you ever beat Dragon Warrior? Yes. I didn't beat Dragon Warrior. I'm so pissed. I still have it. Do you really? I I remember one of my greatest accomplishments in life was not only beating Dragon Warrior. But when I beat the original Final Fantasy, I swear I'd been up like all night. I've been playing these video games, and I beat it at like 2.30 in the morning, and I woke up my stepbrother, and we looked to see what it was like. And we actually boasted out a camera to take pictures of the, uh, of the screen so that we would be able to remember. And I, I mean, this was like, yeah. I guess, middle school, yeah. freshman in high school, like during the summer when you don't have a car and stuff, and I'm hanging out at my mom's house. Yeah, I remember when my dad beat Zelda, the original one. 
It was about two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. He wakes me up. He's like, hey, I'm about to fight Gannon. Come on out. <laughs> you are? How'd you get that far? What was Don't the, worry about it. What was the last video game that you beat? The last video game I beat? Oh, God, I can't even remember. Um, because I, I, all I play is sports games anymore. It would have to be... It might be like a Zelda or something like that, or Zelda Two. Zelda Two, probably something from that long ago. I guess technically the last thing I've beaten is a is a sports game where you win the championships. Yeah. But to me that isn't even no. that doesn't even really count anymore. No, you have to. And I I try to play these new role playing games on PlayStation, and I get so pissed off because I'm so used to playing the sports games where. You you know the score. You know what you got to do to win. Mm-hmm. But with these shoot 'em up games, you don't really know what you got to do to win. Sometimes, like at those games, you got to like wander around. Yeah, and I get I stumble get, upon a key or something. I get so upset with those. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. Terpnik, a welcome in. What's up, brother? Welcome into the hideout, man. Hey, man. I love the Switch, dude. It's great getting out of Home Depot at 11 and just turning on the hideout. Well, sweet. Spread the word to all your coworkers and all the people that go to uh, Maryland as well. we got to get the word out about the hideout. I know you're an original, so uh, make sure you get that out there for us. What's going on tonight, man? I can't believe you guys are talking about Dragon Warrior. That (laughs) game was it was just it back in the day. Oh, yeah. And now with Dragon Warrior, what was the thing you would like? Wouldn't you... Was Final Fantasy the one where you had, like, all the people, you would get the group of people together to have the different powers? But with Dragon Warrior, it was just you. You were gathering, like, armor and shields and swords. different magics. And also, every time you killed something, it was worth, like, a certain amount of money. Or sometimes the thing would be broke. But I remember those little blobs that only had a penny every time. <laughs> and and you, you had to fight them every time. You couldn't, like, run away from them. You had to fight the blobs. You had to keep the, like, you know, take 30 seconds to beat a little blob. Exactly. All right, Terpneck. Thanks, brother. We'll talk to you, man. Uh, every night if you need at 866-277-4969. You know the other thing, too. Now that I'm thinking about it, I just got into a role game, uh, role-playing game uh, recently. And that's when I went home. And I was hanging out with my little brothers, and they're real into the new little Game Boy. Oh, the Game Boy Advance? Yeah, the Game Boy Advance. And I found myself, like, completely immersed in the Pokemon game. Really? The Pokemon game for the Game Boy Advance, it reminded me a lot of, of Dragon Warrior, where you just wander around in the woods waiting to fight somebody. You know you what know, I mean? Now that you bring up Game Boy, that... Uh, I- the last thing I beat was on an original Game Boy, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Fall of the Foot Clan. Did you have a Did you have a uh, T-shirt for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yes, I had a Ninja Turtle T-shirt. I had uh, a New Kids on the Block T-shirt too. And you know what? I'll I'll never forget this. It was my first day. I just moved to uh, Grand Prairie, Texas. I was starting my sixth grade year at Truman Middle School. Mm-hmm. I was standing out front because my dad dropped me off at like seven o'clock in the morning. They didn't even open open up the building yet. I'm standing out front. And, uh, you know, sixth grade, I got my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirt on. I didn't know. You know what I mean? This eighth grader walks right back, right by me and says, Turtles suck, you fat F. (laughs) How traumatizing was that? First day at school, someone tells you your shirt sucks and you're a fat F. Your shirt sucks, you fat F. (laughs) And I didn't know anybody, and of course everybody is standing around, and they just start laughing at me. And then, and what was so funny is that 
I had never heard. You always, I always heard fat because I grew up being yeah. fat. But he never heard it uh, tacked on to a uh, swear word. And then I'd heard the word F, but the combination of the two. That, that's that's it, what you got to do. And I wish I could, say the, I could say it now because it's such a fun word to say. Yeah. Combine. Well, that's why I always combine. I always combine words, too. Like, uh, no one's ever gay to me. They're either gay homosexuals, flaming homosexuals. I always put the two words together because it's always funnier if you use uh, words together that usually aren't the, the same. You know, are, are the same but usually aren't put together. You know, going back to the A Perfect Circle uh, show on Sunday night, that was one of the things that Maynard was doing, trying to his whole thing, a rant about the FCC. And so his thing was saying, SF. They would go, one, two, three. And then everybody would shout, you know, those two words. And you know, look at your neighbor. Is anybody melting? Is anybody growing horns? No, they're just words. Yeah, but those words hurt you pretty bad when you were a little kid. When someone called you a fat F, you had to be very, very distraught. Speaking of fat Fs, where's uh, Matt Albert tonight? Can't believe you did not find him guilty last night. Uh, Co-op, welcome into the hideout. Hey, what's up, F.A.? What's up, buddy? Hey, man, I wanted to uh, challenge you to a game of MVP, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> we should do that some night. Like, have, like, uh, you know... A like video a... game challenge? Yeah. What, do you right, will... what are you willing to put up on the line? Because I'll do it. Who do you play with? Who... What team do you play with? Uh, right now, I'm in a season with the Orioles. All right. Hack. Yeah. That's hack. I'm with the Rangers right now. <laughs> That's... I... I tell uh, you what. I tell you what, you. I'm all about this. In fact, yeah. Dubs, we ought to, you're right. We had to do a whole thing where we got a we got a video night, a video game night. You could take on somebody in Madden because there's no way I could ever beat anybody with Madden. I just I don't play it that well. But this EA MVP 2004, I'm wrapped up in this. I could do this. Co-op, hold on the line. I'm gonna get Bateman to get your info because I want to put together one of these nights. Yeah, definitely. E even if it's not on the air, because playing video games on the air isn't that great. But how about this? Why don't we get a sponsor or something? Why don't we throw a little video game party somewhere, go to a Circuit City or something, and have like a little video game tournament? I'm in for it, man. I'll... And that way it's something for all ages, too. We can get, all, you know, all the kiddies involved. I would love to beat a seven-year-old's ass in Madden. I think nothing would be funner than that. In fact, I'll tell you this. I got really excited going when I went back home on vacation. I was hanging out with my little brothers. And uh, the one that's like in fourth grade or something, David... Yeah, uh, they have the game too, so he wanted to play me, and uh, I beat him like twenty-two to three. You know, he's and the you Yankees, get, I'm the Rangers, and, and you I get, crushed him. And you get mad at me for running up the score on you, a grown man, he's but a, you decide to run up the score on a kid in the fourth grade. He's my little brother. He needs to be taught who's boss. You're my little brother. That's why I was teaching you. Let's take a break. We'll come back. I was so pissed I didn't score 100 on you and Madden. That's the thing about Dubs, too, on this real quick. Dubs, we're sitting there having a game. I've never played the new Madden on the PS2. I've never done that before. Dubs, that's his life. That's what he does instead of instead of prepping for this show or the Ron and Fez show. He's playing Madden. Well, now I'm playing Rocky. So now I come over to his apartment, and we're playing. I got no idea what's going on. I'm the Cowboys. They suck on the video game. I, I'm the Lions. And before I know it, it's like 73 to 7. And and there's times running out in the fourth quarter, and I'm thinking, God damn, I'm going to do everything in my power. I cannot let this son of a bitch beat me 
uh, just score 100 points. I was How close did I get? Did I get to 93 or 94? So then I just start running the ball. Yeah. <laughs> running out time. You're such a dick. And then he starts yelling about it because he wants to rub in the fact that he's never any good at anything else, can't beat me in anything else except for boxing in real life, that he has to score 100 points. 100 points in Madden. I'd love for somebody to step up and say, you know what, Dubs, I could kick your ass in Madden. Dubs, I could kick your ass in Madden. There it is. Who's this? Right on cue, Cigar Sid. Oh, bring it on, Cigar Sid. I will rock you. In fact, we have to... I'll rock your home team in ass. In fact, that's the thing. We should do this before the Skins and the Lions actually play. Maybe we'll do it the week before. That'd be, that'd be funny. Every week we have, uh, you know... Uh, Skins fan come up and play a uh, a Dallas fan. Well, Sid, we yeah. got your information, and that could that could be uh, our our how we uh, think uh, how we uh, call the game. It will right, be an honor to it will be an honor to take Dubs down the way he talks about how much he plays this game. Exactly. Somebody right. needs to bring Dubs down a notch because, as far as I'm concerned, this cat's he's, his uh, head's too big right now. Sideshow tried to. You, you do whoop sideshow? Uh, six hours straight. Just, every, all right, let's go again. We were up till 7 in the morning. I'm like, come on, man. Let me ask you this. Are you the kind of guy on fourth down doesn't punt? No. I, I, well, it depends on the, the, the situation in the game. I hate guys who don't play it realistically. Oh, come on. I hate guys, like if I play this uh, this other cat, co-op, I don't want you starting if you're with the Red Sox with Pedro. I don't want you bringing in Schilling in the fifth inning. We need to play it like a real game. This is a simulation. This is real life. No, it isn't. That's the that's beauty of it. And I do play it like a real game. I play it like uh, Mortonwig's coaching the team. Because that's how Mortonwig coaches the team. Like, it's a goddamn Madden game. That was the beautiful thing about watching that guy. <laughs> he just throws it out. Oh, yeah, he just chucked it. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll throw the out. Because uh, Harrington can throw the out in real life uh, just as he does on Madden. Yeah. All right, Sid, this is coming together, man. Thank you, brother. I'm very interested in this now. Now, now we have a proposal to take the sales. This is what we want to do. We want a video game night. We want a video game appearance. They got all these little places like GameStop, stuff like that. And I, I went to the GameStop this week and uh, put my deposit down on Madden 2005, which doesn't come out till August. Nerd. Look at you, you nerd. I'm not interested in Madden. I'm getting mobbed up. MafiaLife.com. Taking a break. Coming back. It's the hideout. Other dreams. Uh, to go in as well. Um, dreams of not only being a baseball star that I lived through EA Sports 2004 uh, MVP, but also dreams of actually making money. We'll tell you about that next. Plus, we also have some of these Slurpees to give away. In fact, we'll give the Slurpee away uh, Slurpees for a year, thanks to 7-Eleven. We'll do that in the 12 o'clock hour with the hideout. Tell Hef and J-Dubs, it's 106.7. WJFK. The Hideout. Brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. With El Jefe and J.
again, it is not Sporting News Radio. It is the hideout with your brothers Ohefe and J-Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. JFK hideout at AOL.com. That is the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger. And also the email uh, that we can chat with uh, you all night long. Uh, so much fun. Feeling a lot better tonight than I did last night. And you look like you're stinking it up over oh, I am. out of the room. Uh, be happy that, Wretched. It is, that it is radio. Again, coming up tomorrow night... Uh, Karen from womenagainstbush.org will uh, come back into the hideout. We'll chat with her. They're having their first event of the year. Basically, this is politics meets sex in the city. Hot chicks uh, against Bush. And I thought I saw her uh, when I got into the metro on her way out to the uh, the uh, pro-choice rally. The March for Women's Lives uh, a couple of Sundays yeah. back. Well, we can talk about it and how she ignored you, because I know you said you were upset because she stiffed you and didn't really acknowledge you or anything. Uh, like can that. you blame her? I'm wearing a pink shirt. I don't know that fairy. Um, speaking of fairies, welcome into the hideout. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? I'm here. Well, I'm just here to say the words fat F will devastate a fat kid for a good week or two. Matt Albert, welcome into the hideout. <laughs> uh, you sound a little bit more confident. You don't even... He, he, he actually, I didn't know it was him at first. It didn't sound like the usual you're, sad sack you. I'm using my man voice today. Usually whenever we, we pick up the phone, he's like, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that um, yesterday Matt Albert went on trial for finishing without invitation in the hideout. The truth was heard and the people spoke. <laughs> Unfortunately... Um, he was found not guilty. I was looking forward to throwing him into the uh, once again hideout holding cell. So I, anyway, I would like to challenge you to a Cowboys Redskins Madden match. Me? When they, yeah. Oh, me? A Dubs or Hefe? Hefe. Well, I'm no good at Madden. I've already said this. Exactly. How, how about this? I'll get my Rangers and kick your Red Sox ass. I could do that any time. I'll play you on the Lions, Redskins. You know, this week. is unfair, though. I'm not even going to have this conversation anymore because you're a fat loser who doesn't even have a job, doesn't get any poon. What a bitch. Just sits around all day on instant message. You are acting like a bitch, Hefe. And, yeah. and plays video games. Are you going to complain like this the whole show? Not interested. Thank you. I'm mad at him. I wait, Why didn't you ban him last night? Because he's too valuable. Yeah, because that was such a great call. It was. Epic. <laughs> Welcome Punani into the uh, into the hideout. Good to see you, man. Yeah. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Uh, uh, before before we go anywhere, congratulations. It's about time. I haven't seen you guys in weeks. It has been. Uh, Punani is a guy who used to hang out in the old Saturday night show. Occasionally, will slip in here or there. Hideout pass holder has free reign to come and go as he as he pleases. <laughs> well, maybe until he upsets us or Cameron <laughs> says enough of that. I'm, no, I'm, but I'm kind of craving some bakery items. Uh oh. Yeah, exactly. I, is the call out? I, well, I do. I get. Yeah, I, I actually thought about that. I'm going to bring something in. You know, just congratulations again, man. This is great. It's it's about time. Well, it's about time you guys got your dress dues. Thank you so much, man. Um, so you know, speaking of the congratulations, you know, I mean, seriously, Dubs, this is a, a lifelong dream. I, yeah. I knew ever since the moment that I was in high school, not only was radio what I wanted to do, it was this kind of radio that I wanted to do. Gay radio. Yes. <laughs> and now we are here. And now we have reached that point, and you kind of look around and ask yourself, what's next? What do you want? Is this all there is? Do I have any goals anymore? Or is it just coming in night after night doing the hideout? But that is what I wanted. But I, I find myself daydreaming now of what to me was a great movie. Remember Brewster's Millions? Of course. With uh, Richard Pryor and John Candy, the late great 
John Candy. And I always was fascinated by that movie because I believe I saw it not too long ago on like on TBS or something. You know, I thought you were going to bring up a million to Juan on WGN. <laughs> and and the great thing about Brewster's Millions was it's like the dream of okay, here's thirty million dollars. I believe that's what it was, and you have to spend it in thirty days. And at the end of it, you can't even end up owning anything. Well, that's, you know, you want to be able to own something after the 30 days, spending the $30 million. But could you imagine just living like a rock star for those 30 days? But then on top of it, the fact that if he completed it and was able to do everything and complete the task, he got $300 million. And I look at these people who win the lottery, these people that win the Powerball jackpot, that win all these millions and millions of dollars. I'm like, damn. That's got to be the life. They're not up at 1208. You know what I mean? Well, there was a lady, though, in uh, Virginia uh, about a couple of days back who just had to claim bankruptcy. And she won the, the, I don't know if it was a Powerball back then, but 11 years ago, she won the lottery. Really? Yeah, now she's uh, 150 some thousand dollars in debt. Uh, see, you know, I've heard about that, though. I've heard about people who, I guess, who get the money or win the lottery or something like that. And end up going broke. How does that happen? How do you win? Uh, how much money did she end up winning? She won uh, 4.2 million. I, now and 4.2 million honestly isn't a whole hell. It's a lot of money. Yes, well, she probably took home two and a half. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not a ton of money. You not a ton, but you still in 11 years should not be 150 some in debt. Because like, let's say you win 4.2 million dollars. What do you think your budget annually would end up being? If like if you won 4.2, that's what you were taking home 4.2 million dollars. What do you think you live like you're like a oh, hundred thousand dollars a year? I would say 300 thousand a year. Well, I mean, you imagine having that much money? Oh, definitely. You know, that'd be that'd be a blast. But people like this, they get that. Like the guy in West Virginia, a couple uh, probably about a month and a half ago, two months ago, he got rolled in his truck for ten thousand dollars they had on him. The guy was just carrying around ten thousand dollars in his pocket. He got rolled for it. I think I do remember this story where the guy was driving around. Everybody in the town knew he was a lottery winner, yeah. and that he always had money on him. And he left like a satchel or something with ten grand in his in his pickup truck, and it ended up getting stolen. I I say good. You know, if you're going to be that stupid to uh, leave ten grand in your uh, probably five thousand dollar pickup, you deserve it. If you're getting this kind of money, what are you spending it on? I mean, seriously, if I had thirty million dollars. Three hundred million dollars. I'm buying the Mavericks from from Mark Cuban. I think that's I think that's goal number one. Now it would wipe me out, but at least I'd own the Dallas Mavericks. I'd talk to uh, to Mel maybe about buying JFK. No way. Like I want that headache. <laughs> I believe me, Panani, you'd be fired. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. It wouldn't bother me a bit. No stragglers. Wouldn't bother me a bit. What do you think this lady spent her money on? How do you go from four point two million to like one hundred fifty-seven thousand dollars? In Fowlerville, we had a thing that we called ghetto rich. You know, what? hood rich. Hood rich. Yeah. And I think everybody in the hood should uh, take a note and call people. Redneck rich because rednecks are worse than anybody at spending money. Well, let's define hood rich. In fact, if there's anybody out there that could define hood rich for us, eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. And I want somebody from the hood to, to to define hood rich. In fact, if you can do this, we'll give you Slurpees for a year. From a from a white boy perspective on uh, what a uh, hood rich is, it's you know buying a lot of bling, buying a lot of you know a lot of like a lot of flashy stuff. Which isn't that bad because at least you have some resale value. 
everything that rednecks spend their money on usually has no resale value. In fact, there's that song by Cash Money Millionaires, Hood Rich. And they talk about how, you know, they got a car and they got a credit card, but everything's in their mama's name. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something like that's being hood rich. Or maybe you have some money to throw around, but you got the latest gear from uh, Rockaware, but you know you don't you don't own anything. You know you just got clothes. What what are you talking about? What do you think? Like this redneck lady from a? Now we don't know if she's a redneck, but I'm I'm only, guaranteeing she is. We can only speculate. Well, what they like to do, uh, at least people I know who uh, got a good chunk of money, whether it be from uh, winning a small lotto pot or getting uh, bequeathing stuff. From uh, from can you say bequeathing? 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 From uh, from uh, from family members. I'd love to see some money come out of that. All right. (laughs) That would be. You know what? That's the only thing that could make a woman just perfect. If if it was not only that, if it's not only that, but it was also an ATM there. But it's so funny because my mom's ex-boyfriend, Molly Joe, Uh his mom came into a bunch of money, and now they're living out of uh, out of uh, like. Almost like David Lee Kennison, living out of their uh, van and living uh, in hotel rooms. Really? Yeah, because they they spent all their money on flying out to Vegas, having a a blast out there, following around the NASCAR circuit. All right, shut up. Now you're lying. I swear to God, they did a one-year NASCAR circuit. uh, Like They just followed around for the whole season. You know, I wonder if anybody else has buddies like this, 866-277-4969, because I remember when I was in college, my best friend from school... Tim, he had come into money. He was working at uh, as a stalker or a vendor or something, and so he'd come into a little bit of cash. And his thing to do was to go out and follow George Strait. So he followed George Strait all over Texas just because he could, and he had come into a little bit of cash because he had his first real job, something like that. Yeah, and the, the stupid thing about that, no resale value if you get in a pinch, you know. You you do that kind of thing. All you got is the stories. Yeah, you're which, buying memories for the yeah, most which, part. Which isn't a bad thing. You can buy memories, but don't blow your whole wad on it, you know. Exactly. Your whole wad of cash. Uh, is there anything else that these people blow their money on? Actually, uh, what they also did, my uh, my mom's uh, ex-boyfriend's parents, they bought a junkyard. They bought they bought Whitey's junkyard in Howell, Michigan. Which, what are you gonna do with it? Uh, how much money did they come into? A good a good amount. They because uh, you're probably in the millions. Your land in Fal. This is so unbelievable. This is true though. Uh, Isle Hefe, I'm from Texas. J Dubs is from Michigan, Fowlerville, Michigan, right in the middle of the hand. And for Dubs, uh, in Fowlerville. You own some land in Fowlerville that actually has now become a hot commodity. Fowlerville is right in between Lansing and Detroit, Michigan. It's the halfway point. How much is is the Dubs land worth? Well, uh, we are sitting on 200 acres. With 200 acres of land in the United States of America. That's a lot. How and much it, are you worth? How much is the Dubs, Dubs family worth? If we split it up and sell it residentially instead of, you know, as farmland, we can get $2 million out of it easy. That's that's running bargains on it. You're a millionaire. Not me. None of it's in my name, my friend. I wish. The J-Dubs family is a millionaire. But, again, it would be a bad idea to sell it because I know my family. I know what they would do with it. What do you think your family's spending stuff on? All right, so they already bought a junkyard. 
But you know, I guess it's some sort of an, an investment. But they had to sell it soon thereafter because they ran out of money. Because of the, the NASCAR trips. Because of the Vegas trips. Because of... They, they follow the stupidest dreams. Another, another family in Fowlerville bought a, 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 like an old track, uh, like a train station. It was in Fowlerville, you know, it was just an old building where, you know, they would uh, load feed into the trains when they came through. I, I wonder if the, I wonder if like the requirement or the whole thing is that people who don't have money and then all of a sudden come into all this money, this is where they're they buying the, the Dale Earnhardt statues. Oh, yeah, they can't the, handle it. You know, at the Wax Museum paying $500,000 so that they could have... You know, good old number, uh, what is he, number three? The old three? number three, man. The old the number. man in black. Uh, comic, comic God, welcome to the hideout. Well, man, what's up, man? Y'all butchering my name. It's Medicom the God. Medicom the God. Medicom the God. Welcome into the hot. Well, you hadn't said anything yet. And no, because you dropped the N-bomb. Now that I think about it, no. Not interested. And if you're going to come up with a, with a, a name, make it someone pronounceable. Now look at this. Terp next telling me on the AOL for broadband instant messenger, his farm is 200 acres and it's worth between 6 and $8 million. That's the thing, man. Real estate. Yeah. Becoming a farmer. But, but you know, real estate now, it's more expensive. It, it, like if you were, you went back like 70 years and had re, bought real estate then and sold it now, it's just unbelievable because my family kind of just fell on that land like they didn't pay they paid next to nothing for it and now it's just worth and this is back in the, this is back in the old days of michigan though right yeah this is uh probably we've owned that land since probably the 1920s 1910s 866-277-4969 866-277-4969 you know the, the funny thing too now that i think about it the people that come into all this money you could I know how now you can go from having four point two million dollars to a to being in debt for one hundred fifty seven thousand dollars, because when you have this money, all of a sudden one of something isn't enough. You know oh, what no. I mean? You you don't not having one Escalade isn't enough. You need to have another one that maybe you can split time with so you don't run up the mileage. Well, his hers thing. Oh, that, that's true too. You always need the his hers combo. You, I, no matter what it is. Whether it's a car or a jacket, you know, I hate people who always have to have the his hers like a redneck leather jacket. All right, so here's the thing though. When I was married, though, um, going through the separation now, but when I was married, uh, we would go around and we would buy outfits. I mean, we would buy outfits that matched each other. Uh -huh. Now it wasn't gaudy. It wasn't the old number three leather jacket. But you know, maybe you get a polo shirt. Or something like that, so you can go out and you can have a cute little matching day. As long as it's not an uh, airbrush shirt. Nothing pisses me off more when, it, <laughs> when you see a bunch of a-holes walking around uh, King's Dominion with uh, with pink airbrush shirts on with their family name on the back. That's so true. And you know what? I hate to say this, but my people are very guilty of that. Oh, yeah. And, like, not only will my people get the airbrush shirts, and by my people, I mean Latinos... They also have to mark up. They put their last names on their cars. Oh, yeah. So I would have Jimenez uh, on the back of my car. You did? 
No, I wouldn't. Oh. But, but I'm saying if if I were one of those people, so you see Ramirez, and this is something that's real big in Texas. Yeah, you got Ramirez on the back, and you got Jesus on the dashboard. Exactly. And then you're, you're wearing the big crucifix. Sometimes my people, they can let me down. Uh, Joe, welcome into the hideout. Hey. What's going on? Um, I had a friend that uh, was a good friend all through high school, and his grandfather had left him uh, about uh, two million bucks. And he blew it all on, like, smoking and uh, cars and all that. And he ended up going so broke after he moved down to Florida that he uh, robbed a bank and went to jail for two years. And that's what ends up happening to a lot of yeah. You can't deal with not having the money. You can't believe that you didn't have the money. You almost feel like such a failure that you're, instead of going out and getting a job, you're going to go rob a bank. What ended up happening uh, in the long Can run? Can you imagine? He went to jail for two years, and now he's, like, working as an assistant manager at a restaurant. I mean, he's, like, going to community college and all that. I mean, he, he was set and robbed the bank. And can can that's you imagine that. being set and then thinking, oh, damn, what am I going to do now? It's five years later. I thought I would never have to work a day in my life. And, and that's the other thing, too. That has to be, like, even a worse feeling than, you know, being busted for a crime. That's the other right. thing, too, is that if you did have all this money, even if I won the lottery, wouldn't you continue to still work, Joe? Yeah, uh, I'm working now. <laughs> but you, do you have a lot of money? No. <laughs> but if you did, like, if I won. But if I did, I'd, I'd work. I, I, could, mean. <laughs> I couldn't imagine not working. I couldn't imagine not having a purpose in life. And thank you for the call, Joe. Well, whether you're uh, working or working on investing your money to make more money, you got to be doing something. Just something. You know what I mean? A uh, 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 late night show. Get out there and do something with your life. I remember this family in Fowlerville. I was telling you about the uh, the they bought the train station right next to uh, the train tracks in Fowlerville. They turned it into a Western wear and tack sho uh, uh, shop <laughs> with an ice cream store inside. All right, so all this happened in Fallonville, yeah. all the same people. Oh, yeah. Okay, I guess with all the money, the land being worth stuff, but instead of building something like a strip mall, they're building these Western clothing stores in with ice cream shops. Yeah, and like, like, okay, I'm going to go buy a cowboy hat, and while I'm in there, I might as well grab the kid an ice cream cone. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Mike, you're in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Welcome in, bro. Hey, thanks. I just want to tell you that there's a different currency in the hood. I mean, you guys are talking about this. They look at it totally different. How is it's that? It's like when people buy Cadillacs when they don't have a place to live. In the hood, it's about rep. So it goes along with what you're talking about relative to the people spending all their money. Okay, so that's thinking about what people think about them. So that's the difference then as opposed to being hood rich and redneck rich. In the hood, it's more about... I, this is my status. This is everything that I have. There you this, go. this is me. This is this is my ego. This is me showing who I am through my money. Even if I don't have any money, even if I'm working at Gold's Gym, I still got the latest kicks. Yet and on the if they, go, if they go back to having no money, they had no money before. <laughs> and so they it's a, think about the long term. I guess that's true. Yeah. And then on the other hand, I, if you can't afford Fubu, there's always Fubu. That's what I there always say. Always food stamps. All right, I'll tell you this, Mike. Congratulations, man. You're uh, somewhat hood rich in the fact that you've got Slurpees for an entire year. Courtesy, courtesy for uh, 7-Eleven. The newest Slurpee fa flavor is the Sierra Mist. 40-ounce uh, cups, Shrek 2 cups, only at 7-Eleven. Congratulations, man. Hold on, all right? Sh show it to your Thanks. friends.
Yeah, make sure you take around that little card that says Slurpees for a year. They're going to be envious of you and what you got. Hold on. Some you guy. put it down for your hood. Now, Bone Daddy says, Dubs' family is the kind of family that when they come into money, they might as well just hang it on their clothes like Christmas ornaments and walk through Southeast. Exactly. <laughs> I swear to God, he's exactly right. Because another thing that, like, rednecks in my family, at least I've known, they hand out their money to cousins, nephews, nieces, aunts, uncles. If I get money, I'm holding on to it. You know, I'm not going to be giving it out to my mom, my dad. My yeah, sister. no kidding. Today, I can't tell you how much money I have spent on J-Dubs. I can't tell you. Today, I, we, need a, we need a 180 so that we can keep the energy up for the show. Dubs, I go out, I buy him a drink. And I gave you five bucks. He gave me a five. I come back. Where's my change? Yeah. Where's my... The, the, you drink was like $3. No, like, it wasn't. I'm like, what? You can't there buy was, me a Red Bull? There's no way it was $3. How are you so no cheap? No way. There's no way it was $3. How is it that you're so cheap? Be honest with me. It wasn't $3. It's because you and Alan are hanging out a lot, isn't it? Yeah. And that's why he's teaching you stuff, isn't he? Exactly. And and what, you, you're lying. You're saying it was 3 bucks. There's no way. It was, there's no way it was over 2 It was two seventy nine no. plus tax. No. I swear to God. All right, I'll go buy it tomorrow. Okay. You're a cheap son Yo, of a bitch. That's fine. No. Oh, you. Don't buy it from me. Don't even. Uh, Ten Chi, welcome into the hideout. Yeah, it's Tenchi. What's up, man? Tenchi, what's up, bub? Nah, I'm just a black man chilling. Good. My lord, in my my house. In in the hideout. Thank you for hanging out, man. What's going down? Oh, man, down south, my family got, like, just land like crazy. We got so much. Well, we got enough land where we actually have our own road. Named after us in Orangeburg, South Carolina. Now, are you guys are you guys looking to sell it? You know, oh. is it one of those things where you guys are going to sell it and you, everybody's going to move out of South Carolina, or what's going to happen? Oh no, nah. well we well we're slave descendants, so directly direct descendants of slaves, so we have a lot of land. Ah, uh, I hear you. And so, even if we were to sell it, that that land is worth. I mean, it's a worth a ridiculous amount of now, money. Now, do me a favor, though, especially because it's one of those things where you're coming directly descending from slaves. Don't sell it and then go out and buy. Oh bread. hell no! You know what I mean? That'd be the worst. That'd be the, it'd be a rainy day in hell for <laughs> it's my like, family. Sell that. I, I got the uh, I got the uh, Chappelle Show season one, and I don't know if you've seen the bit where uh, the roots bit. No, where they uh, find, where all the black people get reparations. Oh yeah, <laughs> you remember that one? And it's like they're on, everybody was saying what they were going to do with the money. Everybody's buying like the stock for Fubu went up. Oh and, yeah. And what was the thing? It, it, again, it's Chappelle Show. It's not me, but they were like an amazingly a bucket of chicken now cost six hundred thousand dollars <laughs> just about the inflation all right man thanks for hanging out in the hideout bro Bye, man. that Chappelle show is so great just funny stuff well there it is we learned how people can somehow be millionaires dubs is living proof it always surprises me because the way you talk about your family is just so funny and then and then i they have money on top of it yeah the fact that the Dubs well, household they, has money. They aren't liquid, though. They don't have it in their pocket. And the fact that they went around following... it wasn't my, That was not my direct family. That was my mom's ex-boyfriend's parents. That went around, had the money, and yeah. started following the NASCAR. Yeah, they followed the circuit. You may have lost the last lap. He's already one lap ahead of all of us. Part of me is gone. And now I feel so alone. 
I know you feel the same way as I. I can't believe Dale's gone. <laughs> I, love this I can't believe those voices I hear. I can only look back and remember the sound of the crowd as they stood and cheered. In my heart, you live forever. I cried and I cried the night Dale and I died. I cried and I cried the night Dale and I died. I cried and I cried the night Dale and I died. He was the only true hero from the south. You imagine this guy may have millions and you spend it all on studio the time. <laughs> you know what he's gonna do? He's gonna buy NASCAR. <laughs> He's gonna go out and he's gonna he's gonna sponsor a car and it's gonna be cool. <laughs> That's it. The song never ends. No, it doesn't. Now I don't know how to All right, let's take a break. Everything changes. Enough a day. Oh come on, it was just getting good. <laughs> we're taking a break and we're coming back. Hey, speaking of the South, I, it's good to know that there are actually some people with sense because there was a story of this black kid, eighteen-year-old uh, kid. Star athlete going to Wake Forest on a scholarship. Very bright kid who got sentenced to 10 years for having sex with a 15-year-old white girl. And we got the story coming up next. Dubs, you stay there and shut the hell up. Well. You're banned from this segment. Well. And it actually comes out positive. I want to give some people some props. She did? It's the hideout. It's 106.7. Is WJFK. The hideout featuring LFA and J-Dubs. F-O-E. This is the greatest but the sickest radio I've ever heard. The hideout featuring LFA and J-Dubs. I'm a slave of the hideout and I want free. Dubs, I love your show. I think it's great that you let the other guy hang out every weekend. You can't call me to it anymore, Mark. The hideout. 106.7. WJFK. Welcome back into it. I was this close to saying it's Saturday night and your Saturday Night Brothers are with you, but that is no longer the case. I guess we can still be the Saturday Night Brothers, even though we're on weekly. Week, yeah, your weeknight brothers, actually, hanging out. Um, 866-277-4969, the JFK um, hotline to get into the hideout, I suppose. Again, um, no real names, no faces. This is a safe place. This is a place where uh, words don't hurt. This is a place where you can come hang out with us, and we can talk about stuff like we just did. Put Fat F still hurts a little bit, doesn't it? That hurts you a little bit. Especially when coming from my mom. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Mother's Day, in fact, we're going to have a game. We're going to play Friday night. Excited about the game. Um, um, my mama did it. It's a game in which uh, the hideout crew members uh, have put into the hat probably the most disturbing things about their mothers. And uh, it will be the opportunity for you to pull from that hat as we uh, say what it is. And then you will be able to win OzFest tickets or tickets uh, or a WWE prize pack. So we've got that as well. And, of course, coming up tomorrow, uh, womenagainstbush.org. Uh, we'll be back into the hideout to talk about President Bush and everything that's going on in the war and everything that they hate about Bush. Hot it's women a, hating Bush. It's a real funny sight, too, the kind of uh, swag you can buy off there. Just like uh, thongs that say, uh, what does it say? say no Bush-free Bush. zone. Bush-free zone, yeah. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, Punani. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to warn J-Dubs, uh, talking about Bush, I picked a uh, big old snot ball and flicked it back there. For, so be careful. 
big lookout over there. There's something, yeah. there's something hanging out over there. Yeah. You know, I teased it earlier, and I wanted to talk about the fact that um, there was this conviction of this 18-year-old kid, a black high school student, football star, had a scholarship, bright young kid, and he got convicted for having sex with a 15-year-old white girl. Black now, Black kid. Now, luckily... The Georgia, of all places, Supreme Court overturned the ruling and said that he was mischarged to begin with, that he shouldn't have been charged with uh, rape or... Uh, Statutory rape? Yeah. Why, why shouldn't he be charged with Hold that? on. I got the article right here. Let me I mean, did he do it? Well, he, well, I mean, he had sex with the 15-year-old. Yes, he did He did do that. So he should be punished in some right, form or fashion. So what they said was, in the 4-3 to three ruling that he should have been prosecuted slowly on the lesser charge of misdemeanor statutory rape rather than being charged with aggravated child molestation. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll agree with that. So he was charged as a child molester. <laughs> got, got, I mean, I guess if you had sex, you'd get proven guilty, you know, because you had the sex, and then it's ten years in jail. Wow, I mean, seriously... Can you imagine being that racist, seeing a black kid and a, a white fifteen-year-old girl, and saying, "Yeah"? I mean, is it really? You're, you're a kid toucher. Is it? Is it really still to the point where you got? Uh, I guess maybe in the South it is where yeah. you know you got your fifteen-year-old white daughter, and she's you bringing home you know the eighteen-year-old black kid. It's frightening. Seriously, in some places it's frightening. I want to say congratulations though to Georgia. For getting it straight, at least. Uh, now, now he's, still, he's still getting charged with the lesser thing. Now, he's, but that that that, mo that probably will not be jail time. Yeah, probably not. And will he still have to register as a sex offender? I don't know. Maybe. You, you, yeah, I usually you have to, and I don't really disagree with that because if you're 18, you shouldn't be with a 15-year-old girl anyway. I think it, it is taking advantage. All right, wait a second. But what about the old rule of? If you're in high school and they're in high school, it's okay. But if once you turn 18, you know the rules change. It doesn't matter if, you know, it's a totally different ballpark. Is that fair, though? I mean, is it fair for you still to be in high school? Let's say, you know, you're still in high school. You're, uh, I don't know, October's your birthday. You, t you turn 18. And then let's say you had a, a girlfriend that was a sophomore or something. Then all of a sudden it becomes... This statutory rape? It may not be fair, but the, the laws in place, every law has some flaws in it, and the laws in place do more good than bad usually. And that's just proof of how they can make it real bad, you know. But the, the laws are good. The laws are good as a whole. Now, if you were when you were a senior, did you ever um, did you ever date low? Like, do you have a a rule? What's the oldest you'd ever date? Now? Yeah. If as twenty three year old J Dubs, what's the oldest you'd date? The oldest, the oldest would be probably twenty eight, twenty nine. Really? Yeah. You couldn't even go into the thirties. No. See, you're I'm very childish, kid. though. How am I childish? You're just a, you're a young kid. You still play video games, <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> now, what's the youngest you'd date? Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. You'd still go down to eighteen, being twenty three. I'd go to eighteen, being forty five. Now see, this is very odd. All of a sudden, you're the you're Mr. Preacher Man. If because, you're 18, you can't go down to 15 because people at the age of 18 legally have uh, are uh, given the rights to think for themselves. <laughs> In Fowlerville, Michigan, they would have immediately cut off this kid's leg. Just his toes. 
just like in Roots. <laughs> so he can't get that spring. <laughs> so he can't hit the hole. That's the other thing about that Chappelle show, where they have the outtakes from the Roots. God damn, that's a funny show. It's so wrong. Um, actually, all right, let me see here. Somebody's saying this. Uh, we got Eagle sending this to us on the AOL for Broadband. Uh, yo, Hefe, there's a similar um, thing, not the same story, but it's about three kids at a local high school charged with rape. The police say uh, the police arrested them and kept them for six days without formal investigation. The, inve uh, the investigation charges were eventually dropped because a witness saw the consensual sex and the girl who was actually 15 ended up recanting. Um, hmm, that's going on local. And that's the thing that happens all the time. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, ha it happens in high school, you know? Our friend Panteris uh, back home, he's in jail for like four counts of having sex with a 14-year-old. Sure, he was 21, but he's 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 a, uh, he's an avid, avid bush man for the young girls, uh -huh. you know? Now, this is the same guy that would do really creepy stuff, though, right? Like, about younger girls. Is this the same guy? I know you had the one friend. Oh, no, no, no. This is another kid. That's a totally different. That's that's a horse of a different color right there. This kid, uh, this other kid, his name is Joe. He lived in the trailer park. He How was, is it that everyone is Joe? Mullet Joe, your friend Joe. Uh, isn't BJ's middle name, isn't he Bobby Joe? Yeah, he's uh, Robert Joseph Wellman. What are you, Joe? No, I don't have any Joes in me. Uh-huh. <laughs> not, not today, at least. <laughs> What do you think the J stands I, what for? What about that time of Mullet Joe uh, thought you were... Uh... My mom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just took some ointments to get rid of that, but... <laughs> Joe in the, tra the trailer park, he uh, he would actually call the middle school, act like these people's parents, and call them out. They'd go to his house. He would, like, you know, give them weed and have sex, you know? Oh, that's so disgusting. How he got busted was the most disturbing part of it all, though. The cops pulled up to the bus stop where these uh, elementary and middle school people were waiting for the bus, and Joe, 20-year-old Joe, is squatted down with his pants down, quacking like a duck. To entertain the young children? I guess. This is all written up in the Fowerville News and Views. It was so hilarious. I wish I could have kept the article. You know what we ought to do? We ought to call the News and Views and have them do an interview on the air since you're Mr. Big Shot now. Oh, I am. you got to be the the biggest thing to come out of Fowlerville, Michigan, though. Already at this point at 23 we years had, old. We had Charlie Geringer, though. Who? Charlie Geringer. Never heard of him. He's in the Baseball Hall of Fame. I don't know who that is. And I like baseball. Second baseman, man. He's one of the greats of all time, I believe. Yeah. Huh. I say Dubs is more important. Look at me. Like when did he play? Is uh, he is he an he MVP two thousand four? Yeah, he was like uh, oh come on twenties. I mean, what is it? Ty Cobb is probably his best friend since he was from Fowlerville. Yeah. Stinky, they carried, a, they carried a lot of the same views. Stinky, welcome into the hideout. Hey guys, what's up, bro? So uh, let's get this straight now. I understand you know you're eighteen, girls fifteen or so on and so forth. What do they think these girls running around that look like they're eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old? When they're 14, 15, and 16. And you know, and this it kind of ties into what Ron and Fez were even talking about earlier tonight in the food. And the food and the steroids and all of the preservatives that we have that are making kids, they're not only fatter, but they're taller. And puberty is beginning earlier now because oh, yeah. of this. And, and look at the places so that these girls get into. You I mean, want look, at the places, look at the places these girls get into. 
you know, because for one, the people who are, you know, supposed to be checking IDs don't care because the girls look nice, and they let them in. And that's true. That happens at clubs. It doesn't matter how that's old, right. they'll usually let you in. So, that's right. So what you, now you're screwed. So you know, what, do what, you do you have, what do you have to do now? Ask for ID before you take it, you know? You know what I'm saying? Or, well, can I see your ID before we go anywhere? That's... Yeah, exactly. And thanks for the call, Stinky. So, what do you want to do? Do you want to lower the age of consent to fifteen? No, I'm that's not... a that's a very slippery slope to be talking about. I'm not. I mean, I'm not saying. I don't think Stinky was saying that we lower the age of consent. But you, I think what, what you're saying is what you're saying is these fourteen year old girls are very enticing to you. What? What? No. That's what you're saying is that they're developing early. You can't deny. Doesn't matter. You... Their mind isn't developing any earlier. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Somehow you're painting this into a fact that I want to lower the age of consent. Yeah. You want to sleep with fourteen year olds? No. Damn you, no. My point is that's what I, I'm gathering now. And I think Stinky has a point too. Where when we were kids, we were developing at sixteen, seventeen. You know, you were starting, but now it's happening at 11 and 12. It doesn't matter. That That's totally besides the point. I'm just saying that I, I agree. It's beside the point, and I don't think we should be lowering it. But now, like, all right, example, because this is happening to your daughters, and I mean, let's focus, uh, it's usually your daughters. If you have a daughter, are you going to have any dating rules for her? Are you going to say to your daughter, you cannot date so-and-so ages? Well, you have to it, stay it, within a range. It looks like this uh, girl out in Georgia had one. Uh, their parents had it out for no blacks. That's what it sounds like to me because they had to push for this uh, whole rape thing. Oh, yeah, you for, know they were trying to say that, you know, she got raped and that kind of stuff. At least you would think. But, like, I've heard of parents, too, who have this. It's a plus or minus two rule. You have to be, they can't be two years older. They can't be two years younger. They need, especially like when you're growing up and going through school, it has to be plus or minus two. Could you could you lay down the law, something like that, for your for your kid? I would, you know what? I would have to meet each individual guy and do it like that. Clean my gun in front of him, you know, kind of intimidate him. See how he acts. You know, I actually had that once. Did you? I. Uh, oh, that'd be scary in Texas. Oh, in Texas? You kidding me? In fact, it was with the one whore that I'll always talk about. Went out with 13 months, didn't get more than a hickey from her. The one, the ATV finishing um, that I talked about last night. So anyway, um, I meet her for the first time to take her out. Her dad's a psycho as it is because his first wife left him for another woman. So he's already got these issues, all right? And so now he's worried about his daughter who plays softball. All right? So he's already a little weirded out by it. Yeah. So you wouldn't think that he's trying to scare away the boyfriends of the daughter who could end up being a lesbian. And what does he do? He meets me at the front door with a big shotgun shell and with a Sharpie. And he's Did like... Did he write your name on it? He, no. He didn't even write me his, my, his, my name on it. He makes me write my name on oh, that shotgun shell. That is wonderful. I... And I was creeped out by him ever since. Thank you for bringing that up. That's de definitely something I'm going to do. I think that is I think that is hilarious. You know what? He probably didn't even mean it, but he's just collected him to show his friends at work. Hey, I had my uh, my my daughter brought home another guy. I had him sign a shotgun shell. Check it out. Exactly. <laughs> it's hilarious. That's creepy, man. That guy had so many issues, and so the daughter. And, in fact, I saw the daughter on classmates.com, and you know where it has the various things, like are you married, are you singled, or are you partnered, quote-unquote? Is she partnered? She's partnered.
Now, you turned a girl gay. Now, congratulations. Some, some people are progressive, and again, you will find no more of a gay-friendlier show uh, than this one. All right, we're very, very gay-friendly on this show, but I found that kind of interesting that she is partnered as opposed to anything else. And you know what? Good, so the, so you good probably, for her because she was frigid. Now there's probably a bunch of uh, shotgun shells with like Susan's name on it. <laughs> Stacy, Patrick, welcome into the hideout, bro. Hey, guys, I told you, you know how the uh, age of consent works. I don't know about Georgia because I'm not licensed to practice law in Georgia. Okay. But most places, um, 18 is automatic, full consent. And starting at 14, there's a limited consent. There's usually a four-year window. If the guy is within four years of age of the girl, it's okay. So the freshman can date the senior. Unless they're black. Yeah, unless they're black and in Georgia. Well, and Georgia may have different rules. I don't know. but I mean, Actually, like, uh, a 14-year-old can't date J-Dubs, but she, a 14-year-old can date an 18-year-old. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I got this ageofconsent.com. Let's see. Um, I remember uh, Lisa Broyhill, Lisa Herndon Broyhill originally turned me on to this. While we're talking to you, Patrick, right now, let's go down. What were we talking about? Georgia? Yeah. Yeah, right. I don't know Georgia's, but most states have some sort of thing. and Some have actually lowered it effectively, I think, to like... 17. All right, here it is. Georgia um, recently revised, but it's 16. It looks 16. like it is 16 across the board. Oh, and you know what I like about this ageofconsent.com, too, is that it breaks it down for male-female, um, and then male-male, and then female-female. Um, oh, yeah, it's broken down. Male-female sex, male-male sex, and female-female there, sex. There's different rules for that? I guess so. If you're heterosexual, there's different rules as opposed to... Yeah, that's the wow. way it breaks down. And you look at some of these, and we've we've actually talked about this before, but you look at some of these words like 13 and 12, and in Pakistan, oh, here's another one right here. Uh, this is recently revised. In Pakistan, there is none. There is no, quote-unquote, age of consent. So it could be at any at any time. Well, the interesting one is also the, the marriage age laws. Now, some what do you, the, what do you uh, know about that? Some of the rural states, like Kentucky or whatever, mm -hmm. like a girl can get married at 13 and a boy can get married at 14. Yeah, like, actually, uh, a couple people from our school went down and got married their freshman year of high school. Wow. Yeah, they went. I think they might have went to Kentucky or something like that. So they could move in together? Yeah. So they could get out of the house? Or well, what? they're well, legally married, though. It's, it's, well, like, many states have, like, if you're under 18, you need parental permission. But there are some of the more rural states in the center of the country where it's just, 14. And by yeah, the way, I'm not, I'm not opposed to this either. No, because the one girl was in a very abusive household with her parents and she needed yeah. to get out, so that's that's the reason why they did it. But still, it's, it's but funny. She got married, but she thought of the age of consent. Yeah, yeah that's. Uh, what, do you, does that automatically mean you are, though, if you get married, though? I mean, could you? Does that automatically give you a free pass if you marry the chick? But if you're married to a chick that much younger, I don't think so. I they were they were both the same age. It was it was so funny to see four, uh, two fourteen year olds married, the freshman year of high school. You know what? As I look at this, Dubs again, uh, ageofconsent. Uh, dot com, uh, Michigan, where 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 you're from? Yeah. Uh, male female sex sixteen. And it's illegal for male, male sex, and female, female sex. That young? It's actually, no, it's just illegal, period. The it's sex still is illegal. In, in many states. God damn. I know, in, I know in Virginia, they, uh, somebody was trying to press the case. Yeah, actually, in, age but... of consent here in Virginia is 18, and then it is illegal, illegal for the, uh, for the gay sex. So, so it's crazy. Actually, it's actually legal for anything that's other than heterosexual intercourse in Virginia. What's wrong with this country? It's all defined as sodomy, and sodomy is illegal. 
Cake and sodomy. Marilyn Manson, love it all. Hey, Patrick, great info, bro. Thanks for coming in the hideout, man. No problem. We'll talk to you again soon. 866-277-4969. What's the guy that smart listening this late for? He's a working man. You know, that's what it's like at these firms. Yeah, they don't get out till late. Oh, man, I know people in the firm life, places like Arnold and Porter and Aiken Gump and places like that. They have Bubba Gump? They have cots. Isn't that a stripping, stripping place? They got cots there. They got showers there. They got playground for the children. You would literally never have to leave these places. I want to buy a shrimp boat. You know, if somebody could prove that they were listening in a law firm right now, I'd give them a Slurpee. Slurpee for a year. You know, it's so funny. I wonder how that sounds to people. You know what I mean? That you get Slurpees for a year. But when you stop and think about the magnitude of that and how amazing it is to know that for 365 days... You can have a Slurpee. You could have 17 Slurpees every single day. I think that's the way it works. I don't think that's how it works. I think it's a year worth of Slurpee, one a day. I don't know. It's not like a card. Hey, what? I think it is. Is it not or is, no. it, is it coupons? You get 365 coupons. Yes. Who's to say you can't take that to Kinko's? <laughs> that's what I'd do. I'd start running a racket. You talk about MafiaLife.com? That's my first scam as a soldier. Making copies of the, uh, the Slurpee. Slurpee ticks. That's what I'm doing. i got to make extra money already. I was great being on Don and Mike this afternoon, and uh, they did it for me. They called and bitched at Allen for not giving me enough money. Are you serious? I think we threw your name in there, too. Yeah. About we need to get Please do, because well, I'm the one getting short in right now. Um, it's funny how the tables turn, huh? <laughs> it is, isn't it? Uh, Roy, welcome into the hideout. Hey, what's up, man? What's up, brother? Hey, I just wanted to say I work nights, man, and... Uh, I, it's so boring on the radio after, you know, like 11 o'clock. So I'm just happy that you guys are finally on. I have a little something to listen to to keep me occupied. That's great, bro, man. That's actually one of the reasons that we pushed real hard for this time slot because, you know, we know that the world goes on after 11 o'clock, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely, man. A lot of people think, like, everybody rolls the sidewalks up. And, I mean, in this area, that's kind of true, but there's still plenty of us out here firefighters cops you know what do you do i'm a cop man are you a cop that's beautiful yeah. hey you ought to stop in one time bro i mean i'm sure maybe it'd be tough maybe you're off duty i'd love to have an officer in because we uh we know jay up in frederick matt yeah. albert's uh um cop friend but we love the cops and spread, yeah. the, spread the word too don't be pulling over any honda civic speeding down the beltway at around uh 115 <laughs> all right man hey uh, where, uh, where where are you working what jurisdiction what beat I can't really say, but I work down in the Fredericksburg, Spotsylvania area. All right. Uh, hey, thank you for protecting and serving, man. We appreciate that, buddy. Hey, man, thank you for give, for giving me something to listen to instead of, like, sports radio that's stale and bogus, man. Yeah, Baloo. Baloo what? He's coming up next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Baloo is right. All right. <laughs> if that guy was any tighter on us, he'd be their condom. Could you Could you imagine um, what it was like growing up as Rick Baloo? You know, could you just imagine... And you hey, sing the bare necessities for me. <laughs> Can you imagine what it's like? Like his mom, Miss Blue. <laughs> it's got to be so horrible. <laughs> Isn't he a sport? Wasn't he a sports player? Do you know that, Panani? Back in college, I think. Was he? I'm not interested. He, he just talks about Florida State all the time. Oh, you know what? I think that is his angle. Yeah, I mean, look, we got no hard feelings toward the guy, but step aside. You know what I mean? He has a wife and kids. Leave him alone. Speaking of wives, 
God damn. Hey, look at this. Mafia Chris. Uh, Mafia Life Chris is already telling me he got more hits tonight than he got all of yesterday, and that was just in the last hour and a half. Very good. And uh, again, we got to tell that cat. Thanks that. for showing up, yeah. the Hideout in fact, listeners. In fact, we do. Uh, we want to thank everybody for coming into the Hideout this past evening. MafiaLife.com. The game officially begins Thursday at eight o'clock. Seriously, this looks. You like got to sign up. Get on that. They're a supporter of the Hideout, a supporter of Ron and Fez. We need to support those advertisers that are supporting your shows. Tomorrow, womenagainstbush.org. Tomorrow, more Slurpees. Also, coming up on Friday, um, the game, My Mama Did That. I keep changing the name of it. Is that what I got so far? My Mama Did It. My Mama Did It. Your Mama. My Mama. Who Mama? And I, we got to tell you this story about what uh, last year's uh, last Mama's year's. Day thing. I wonder if we could even have a recap of that. I doubt we could even do that. No. Greg, you're in the hideout on WJFK. What I'd love to know is whether Rick Ballou talks like that during sex. <laughs> <laughs> Call him and ask him. <laughs> that, that's, that, that inhabits my nightmares. I, I swear to God. I bet, man. Could you imagine falling asleep to Ballou there? <laughs> and that's oh, the oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. This is how we did it in Florida State. <laughs> Florida State is where it's at. Look at this. Uh, having enemies already. Um, remember, fall asleep at the hideout. Wake up with Howard. I can't believe we're going to be back very early tomorrow. Now we have to be here for the fastest hour in radio with Ryan and Fez in the morning. We're going to pull the winner for the trip to Las Vegas to go see Stern in Vegas. That is happening next week. Those Vegas shows are good. Yeah. Remember, I remember Butter, Miss Butterface last year. So make sure you turn to the fast hour in radio at 11 a.m. with Ryan and Fez. After Howard. Also, thank you to Donna Mike again for having me on the air this afternoon. And, of course, the many thanks to Ron and Fez that we... Uh, for bringing this in countless times. No, without a doubt. Punani, thanks for hanging out. No, no problem. My pleasure. Thanks to Bateman in the back. Beautiful thing. We'll do it again tomorrow. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. We're out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. on the gay side. How good does he look? I want to sleep with Hefe. I want to sleep with Hefe. Douche chill. Sexual content of this last scene. Oh, God, no more.
of the naysayers. You prey on people, Cam. Hi, this is Troy Aikman, and you're listening to El Jefe's Hideout on 1067 WJFK. Hey, you're tuning in to the Hideout with Jefe and J-Dub. This is Fred Smooth, Washington Redskins.